0: Hello, and welcome to The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome to The Pre-Med Years. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a good rant to go on today from a Reddit post. Before we jump into that, I want to talk about the MCAT minutes brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. MCAT registration is now open. And if you didn't know, registering early is very important. It's kind of like rolling admissions for medical school. Applying early is really important. The problem with to a Pearson testing center, at least Pearson as of as of now, as we're recording this, uh, used to be Prometric. Now it's Pearson and maybe Prometric in the future, whatever. Uh, You have to go to a testing center to take the test. And the testing centers have very limited numbers of seats. And the MCAT is only offered on specific days during the year. So you have to know when you have an idea of when you want to take it, and you need to go register for that time. Now, you may come up to that time and go, you know what, I am not ready to take the MCAT, and you're going to have to reschedule. But it's better than stressing about being able to get a seat later on when you think you're ready, or needing to travel to a different location to take the MCAT, especially sleeping in a hotel the night before, where we know, we know, from, from science, potentially, uh, that that getting a good night's sleep in a strange location is not easy to do. So go register for the test as soon as possible if you're taking it uh, here in early 2022. That's the MCAT Minute brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. If you need some help with your MCAT prep, go to blueprintmcat.com. Sign up for a free account today, including access to their amazing new spaced repetition flashcard platform. So today, I want to talk about a thread I came across on the pre-med subreddit over at Reddit. And basically, this is the epitome, this thread is the epitome of the problem that I see with students leading with stats. This is the problem that I see when you go onto Student Doctor Network or Reddit or Pre-Med Hangout, wherever, right? Even my own group, I'll throw it, throw it under the bus because we can't moderate all 18,000 people in there to do what they need to do and say the right things and, and believe in what I believe in, uh, what I believe to, to know to be true, is that stats aren't everything. Stats help get your foot in the door or very likely a better way of saying that is stats prevent that door from closing on you. And then the rest of your application is very important. And this thread almost only talks about stats. So that it leads with hey, if you're having an awful cycle, let's let's vent, right? Let's commiserate And the first person says, hey, I have a 513 and a 3.8 and getting no love. Okay, well, do you have a crappy personal statement? Do you have no clinical experience? Do you have no shadowing? Are your letters of recommendation horrible? Did you apply only to the elite of the elite of the elite schools thinking, hey, whatever, I'm going to get into those schools because I'm amazing? Nobody talks about that. It's I have a 513 and a 3.8 and therefore... I'm mad that I'm not getting any love. And that is the problem. And I will I will call it a problem with the pre-med community. Only thinking about stats. If you've watched any of my application renovation YouTube series, you will know, especially for season three, and I'll be recording season four here, kind of January, February of 2022. Season three, I purposefully tried to get students with really high stats who did not have successful cycles because they were so focused on stats, they didn't focus on anything else. They assumed my stats will carry me. My stats will open up all the doors. The stats will be what people will look at. They're going to want to interview me. They're going to want to accept me because I have high stats. And that's just not true. There are plenty of people with amazing stats and amazing stories who get into medical school. But you cannot say that stats alone get people into medical school. You can also not say that stats alone will keep people out of medical school. It's the same argument I have all the time where someone says, oh, I have a low MCAT score. Oh, I have a low GPA. I'll never get into medical school. You cannot say that because I have tons of students that I can point you to that say, hey, they got an interview. They got an interview. They got an interview. Why not you? Why not you? I spoke to a student yesterday uh, who has a 503 MCAT score getting a great MD interview because I know that's how you guys like to talk about this stuff. I don't differentiate the MDDO interview, but she's like, oh, I got got an interview at Minnesota and I only have a 503 and I was really shocked. I'm like, why are you shocked? You have a great story, great application. Of course they want to talk to you. Low stats may hinder you from some schools. Low stats may delay when a school will be able to review your application. But low stats are not an automatic rejection. From the far majority of schools out there. Yes, a 480, a 2.0 GPA are probably gonna keep you out of every school. Obviously, there are limits. There are limits. But some of you out there thinking that a 3-4 and a 505 is a horrible, horrible stats and, and a terrible MCAT score without actually digging deeper and saying, Hey, what is the trend behind that 3.4? Right? What is the trend behind that 505? Did you come up from a 495 on your first one and now you have a 505? That's amazing. Medical schools see it all. So I found this thread. I found this thread and and the students here are just are normal pre-med students, right? I'm not I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with them. It's the pre-med culture. It's the culture. And then this is what happens. So students will post their stats and go, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get in. They'll, they're saying here, uh, 513, 4.0, three publications, one first author. I have two majors. Guess what? Majors don't matter. Double majors don't matter. Minors don't matter. Doesn't matter. One year as a full-time EMT. Great. That's awesome. And radio silence. What does your personal statement look like? How did you write about your EMT experience? Did you just try to sell yourself and say, oh my gosh, look, I'm an EMT, I'm amazing, I'm ready to be a doctor? Or did you reflect on it and talk about what you learned, how it impacted you? And what are your letters of recommendations look like? 513, 4.0, three pubs. That's what they lead with, they lead with numbers. And I understand it's easier to do that because those are very objective things. And we don't have an objective way to say, your personal statement is great, your extracurricular activities are great, your letters of recommendations are great. I understand that we don't have that objectivity around how to talk about those things, but we need, as a culture, as a pre-med universe out here, we need to discuss those things as well. So this student saying, oh, I have a 513, a 4.0, three pubs. I'm pretty sure my three letters of recommendations are really strong. I had great rapport with all of them. They were really excited to write me a letter of recommendation. My pre-med advisor loved my... Loved my personal statement, and I worked really hard uh, on my applications, uh, my my secondary applications. I I applied early, right? I applied early. I didn't apply just in October. I applied early. I got my secondaries in in a good time frame. Add that stuff into the discussion, and I wouldn't have an argument here with you. Add the rest of the application the parts, all of the other variables of the application into this discussion and it would make your argument much stronger to say, hey, I'm not getting any love. I have a 513, a 4.0, three publications. Uh, I have a year of, of EMT experience. I've been shadowing. I have great letters of recommendations. My personal statement was top notch. I worked really hard. My advisor loved it. Add this extra stuff in because the problem is that students read this stuff. Students who are vulnerable and anxiety uh, prone, right? I've been there. And, and we have a person here going, I'm so screwed if all of you are not hearing back, right? It gives this impression that you have to be a perfect student to get into medical school. You have to remember that stats are only one part of this equation. And when you go on to Reddit, when you go on to Student Doctor Network, when you go on to any public forum and you just say, here's another one, 520, 3.6 plus, and silence. People freak out because you are so much more than your stats, your application, your ability to get an interview, to get an acceptance, Involves so much more than your stats. Another one, 519, right? Everyone leads with stats. 519, non-trad URM. Okay, so a little bit extra there. Ivy League undergrad and a 3'9 post-bac, science GPA. Crickets, you are more than your stats. What does your clinical experience look like? How did you write about your clinical experience? Did you do any shadowing? Or did you just lean on the fact that you have a 3.9 and a 5.19 in URM and you thought you were golden? This is the problem with going to Reddit, student doctor network, pre-med hangout, anywhere else, and lead with stats. So what I want you to do if you're listening to this is I want you to take this mindset when you go to Reddit, when you go to Student Doctor Network, because I know you do, you tell me you do, when you go to these places and, and students are leading with stats, try to ask more in-depth questions. Try to lead the conversation away from the stats and go, okay, I see your stats, great job, tell me about the rest of your application. How much clinical experience do you have? And not necessarily from a total number standpoint, but from a consistency standpoint. Having 100 hours freshman year and nothing since is very different than having 100 hours over the past two or three years consistently. Lead with more questions. What does the trend look like in your GPA? How much shadowing do you have? Do you think your letters of recommendations are good? Did you apply to medical schools based on fit or based on stats? Ask these questions and you will make Reddit, SDN, pre-med hangout, any other public forum, you will make it a better environment for everyone by digging deeper into all of the variables that affect a medical school application. Your application is not just your stats, it's not. So please stop thinking that, please stop going onto Reddit and Student Doctor Network and leading with this, because there's so much more than just your stats. Another student here, 523, 3.8 from an Ivy League with publication, research, a year of healthcare industry experience. Nothing but silence. What about clinical experience? Healthcare industry experience to me reads like I was an engineer or something and and did quality control in, in the healthcare space. Clinical experience. Shadowing. How did you write your personal statement? How did you write your extracurriculars? When did you apply? What schools did you apply to? How did you choose the schools you applied to? How fast did you turn around your secondaries? Follow up with these questions when you find these threads because nobody is doing it. Nobody is doing it. Although one person here on this 520 uh, 3.8 from Ivy League says, let me guess, you applied in August or maybe even September. Uh, our, our turn is coming, baby. Be patient. And said, yeah, most, most apps completed last week of July and August. So that's most apps, most secondary apps completed July and August. That's early. That's early. If they're completed then, it's great. So I wanted to go on this little rant because I found this thread and it just made me Mad. 522, 3.77, complete everywhere midway through August, 1,000 clinical hours as an EMT, clinical research gap year, zero interview invites, one rejection, but it was very polite, so I (laughs) I appreciate them killing me softly. It's not just stats. I don't know how many times I can say it. I don't know how many podcast episodes I can make about this, but it's not just stats. And these threads prove it, right? Right? These threads, the the problem with these threads is that students go to these threads, they post on these threads, they read these threads and they think, oh my gosh, a 519 and a 3.5. Oh my gosh, a 520 and a 3.8. Oh my gosh, a 522, a 3.77 isn't good enough. That's the meaning that they're making from these threads and that is not the meaning of it at all. The meaning is, you are so much more than your stats. You are so much more than your stats. Yes, your stats have to be good enough, but there's so much more to your application than just a high MCAT score and a high GPA. So don't rest on your laurels as you're applying to medical school as you're writing your personal statement, as you're writing your extracurricular descriptions, as you're working with your secondary essays, as you're building your school list. All of that is so very important. Don't forget about those things. All right, that's enough rant for today. I hope this was helpful to uh, to get off my, it was very helpful for me to get off my chest. I was hope, hope it was helpful for you to, to, to allow me to get it off my chest take a breath know that you don't have to be a perfect student to get into medical school you have to be good enough try your hardest work hard and celebrate all of your mini wins along the way hope you have a great week we'll see you next time here on the pre-med years